Hey everybody, welcome to the Code Name Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Nandi. Today, I'm going to talk to you about some things that I haven't talked about before. For one, interview format is coming up. I'm going to be interviewing other people. It's cool and all that talking to myself, but I don't want to talk to myself all the time. I mean, I want to have other people on and you know, be nosy about their life and stuff, you know, see what they were going through, you know, maybe they had like stringy jerry curl failures and stuff when they were coming along too, you know, I mean, I got the picture proof of mine, I wonder how many other people who have the picture proof is willing to post their photo proof, (laughs) you know, I did that recently on my Facebook page where I shared a picture of me and that stringy ass jerry curl it always seemed like when i was coming up that when there was something new happening other people would try it and it would work out just fine for them that was just like me and my sister at the time we both went and we got a jerry curl hers came out perfect her curls were popping it was really nice you know just as juicy as any jerry curl is but it looked good mine Oh my God, it was, when I say it was a mess, it was a total mess. My stuff looked like a stringy ass mop. There was like no form curl pattern. And you know, to give it to the beautician who did my hair, she actually warned me before she did it. She said, I don't know how well this is going to take on your texture of hair, baby. She said, but if you really want it, I'll go ahead and do it. And, you know, you couldn't tell me anything. So it was just like, yeah, I want it done. I mean, my mama paying for us to get this professionally done? Hell yeah, I want this done. You know, my mama didn't pay often for us to get our hair, like, professionally done. Professionally done was sitting in the kitchen and letting her put the hot comb to it, you know, and you'd be doing all that stuff, hunching your shoulders because your neck's stinging from the heat and stuff like that. That was about as professional as it got with my mama. So when she paid for us to go to an actual beautician, I know y'all call them stylists and all that stuff now, but in Louisiana back then, it was a beautician. That's what we called it. And when she put it in, I was just like, I was like, oh, I know it's going to look good because it's being done by a professional. And my sister got hers done first and it was so nice. And, you know, mine was just a tragedy. You know, and she was like, well, you know what? Maybe when it's time for another one, it might take a little bit better since you didn't put this in here this first time. So I went, I lived through it, you know, and I went back for a second application sometime later. And it went from being stringy to like straw. I mean, it just wasn't taken, you know, I, and I have like this really wiry type of, type of hair. It was like really red when I was coming up and wiry. And I don't know if that has something to do with it or what, but it was horrible. My hair is the type of hair, it only curls when it wants to curl in its own natural um, form. And the longer it gets, then the less it curls, period. But it was just like, it was just like a nightmare. And that's how my hair was for me the majority of my teen years until I finally hit my stride and found what worked for my hair. You know, back then it was also popular for people to use like a lot of body in their hair, you know, and they have, you know, nice curls and they be all 
bouncy and all that shit like that. And a lot of body in my hair was like I told somebody, like a lot of hell. Because that's what it came out like, again. And I was like, why can't I get my hair to do like every, what the hell is so different with my hair? I just could not figure it out. I was like, do life just have something in in it for me? It's like, I'm going to get her ass. I'm not going to let her be happy. And it was when I got to high school and I started going to my boyfriend's sister-in-law to, to get my hair done because she had a, a, a beauty salon. And I started going there to get my hair done. And she was the one that was actually able to reel my hair in and keep it looking really, really good. So my entire senior year, well, I'm going to say most of my senior year uh, years in high school, my, not my senior years, most of my high school years, what the hell am I talking about? Most of my high school years, years, my hair was like, I, I ain't even saying it just to brag, but my hair was really, really nice. I mean, it had body, it still didn't hold curls that well, but it had, it had a lot of body to it. You know, it was, it was really nice. So those years kind of made up for like all those rough years. You know, I joke around and say that my first boyfriend in junior high broke up with me uh, because of my hair because it was a stringy mess. You know, I really don't know why he broke up with me and I really don't care. But, you know, that's my joke and that's what I'm sticking to, damn it. But um, like I said all this to say <laughs> that I'm going to, instead of me always talking about myself and always talking about, uh, you know, I don't want to always talk about topics that have like, uh, that talk about like unhealthy behaviors. I mean, it's just, it's so much you can say about those topics, but it can be like real depressing at the same time. And I'm not always like this person that's like in like a bad place, like a dark place and stuff like that. If I got to do that, I would rather do that offline, uh, you know, and you know, just be, you know, Hey, I mean, it is what it is, you know, and we all go through something. So I'm not trying to minimize anything that anybody has went through. Cause like I said, we all, we live in America. So we're going to have some, some traumas and stuff like that. We're going to have some craziness that has taken place in our life. And you hear my child calling me while I'm doing this, uh, this podcast, she is calling my name. She can hear me talking, but she continues to call my name. So like I was saying about these traumas and stuff, see, I'm gonna try not to give her no more traumas. Okay. We're going to let her get through this childhood, uh, as unscathed as possible, you know, uh, this point on, but we come through a lot of stuff in childhood. And some of us still turn out to be good people. You know, others of us, we be as good as we can be. And then, you know, we, of course, we're going to always have the ones that just act a plum goddamn fool out of themselves. I mean, and it is what it is. And, you know, at one time, you know, I was like trying to apply like uh, medical terminology to these people. And me and my son were talking about it one day and we were just like, you know, fuck that. We're not fixing to excuse their behavior. Some people just ugly people. You know what I mean? They just, they just ugly from the inside out, you know, and they just, they mean for no damn good reason. They terrorize people for no damn good reason, just because they can, they actually, uh, get some type of pleasure out of it. You know, especially the ones who like are real controlling and stuff and, you know, want to run your life. And it's like, man, run your own damn life. 
You know, because you should actually, you should be so focused on doing those kind of things, making your life better and making the lives of the people around you better after you've made yours better or as you're making yours better. You know, you should be more focused on that than tearing down people, especially people who are close to you. You should not be tearing down anybody who resides under the same roof with you. You shouldn't be trying to tear down anybody who you hang out with on a regular basis. It should not always be like a competition between you and like your best friend or your husband or your boyfriend or whatever. It doesn't matter. Anybody who you're supposedly close with, where there's always this competition, one of y'all ain't like the other one. One of y'all being messy. You know, that whole envy, jealousy, hatred thing. You know, because you shouldn't, I mean, it's just, that's not something that should, that should happen where our children grow up thinking that they have to be like in competition with somebody who's supposed to be like their best friend. No, y'all got all this other stuff that y'all supposed to be having in common. What the hell y'all got to be competing with each other for? Compete with your damn self. Compete against your damn self. You know, hold, take yourself to the race and, and, and get out the starting gate and see how far the starting gate and see how far you can go with that. But to turn friendships into things of competition, not because you go from competing with one thing to competing with something else. And before you know it, you sleeping with a husband, <laughs> you know, that's how, that, that's how it happens. You know, that's, that's just the way it goes. Cause then you start to, you know, you, like I said before, you want to start coveting what somebody else got, you know, instead of going out and getting, getting your own, um, which comedian was it back in the day? Who was saying something like that? Like he was, uh, his he was saying something about when a man sees a, you know, when when you and your 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 dog, your dog got a good girl and stuff like that, and you see how good she is to him and for him and stuff, and then you be like, you know, man, one day I want a woman just like that, you know, and then they say like when women see that their girlfriends got a good man and stuff like that, they be like, I want him. And I'll walk over that bitch if I have to, you know. But, I mean, I know that, of course, there are some dudes out there, too. You know, they, they'll go after their best friends, girl, girl, and stuff like that, wives and stuff. I mean, we hear that shit all the time, too. But it was just funny when he put it in that connotation because a lot of times we do get that, you know, between women where, you know, she mistaken that whole popularity for power or security or whatever she think is going to offer her whatever she think you getting you getting she wanted and she figured a way to get it is to get him make sure whatever you plan to get you better make sure that he the one that really got the job the income source or whatever it is that's buying all that stuff don't be don't don't let it be a mistake on your part that you thought you were getting somebody who was like this powerful, influential, uh, uh, solid person who got all his shit together. Because a lot of times, some of these dudes been being babysat, babysat by the women that they with. They they ain't getting nothing for themselves, <laughs> you know. And then you take on that problem and you become the new mama. You know, the only thing is, you know, until you marry him, you can't claim him on taxes. And about the time you marry him, yeah, he be there. If he do have a job, he'll let that go so you can go ahead and take care of him like she was doing. You know, I'm just trying to put y'all up on game because, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. You on the outside looking in and you thinking that you know something until you get caught with it. 
<laughs> and then you realize that that person wasn't the one that was making all the moves. It was the one behind the scenes. And that's probably one that was being talked about real bad. You know, that person has so much bad. Because that's one thing I noticed too. People who you do a lot for, they sometimes have the worst things to say about you. They talk so bad about you that it don't make no sense. You know, I've actually talked on the phone with people who will sit there and they'll start bad-mouthing somebody who they're supposed to be close with. Now, I automatically know that if you're talking that bad about somebody who you're supposed to be close with and you don't really know me like that, that you're somebody that needs to be watched. Or I just need to keep my distance from you, you know, so we only need to talk like when you catch me because I accidentally hit the damn green button on the phone instead of just letting it ring through until the voicemail pick up. Does that sound like that's something I do often? <laughs> but seriously, though, man, if somebody if somebody does that, if they're close, if they're supposed to be real tight with somebody, and they always telling you bad things about that person, that tells you more about them than it does about that person. Because I mean, that person is obviously trusting them with that type of information, and they are showing that they can't handle that type of information. They can't hold water on their stomach like the old people used to say. So, you know, be careful about your friendships and stuff that you, you know, that you, that you have and that those people are actually trustworthy people. I mean, cause some of them can be just as bad as, you know, how, when you meet somebody, you want to tell them all about your life, all about your past life, your past boyfriends, your past husband, where things went wrong, what they did to you that was so horrible and stuff. And all that I have, what I found out in all of my years of dating and relating to the opposite sex is that certain ones of them when you get in arguments or y'all fall on bad times bad times and stuff all of that stuff that they that you told them they're going to use that as arsenal so know that ahead of time for one people don't need to know every single damn thing about you some things people can learn just through your actions just watching you operate how you carry yourself you know, but when you tell certain ones, especially if you don't know them that well and you telling that person that early on, you know, well, you know, my ex-boyfriend used to always talk down to me. He would always call me names. He would tell me I was overweight, that I needed to exercise, that he didn't like how big I was. You know, and I'm just saying this, you know, you know, because I've talked to women who have been told things like that. And they'll tell that to the new boyfriend coming in. And then as they go down the line and, you know, they date a little bit longer, he starts to tell her stuff like that based on, you know, when they first get in that argument, you know, he might bring up, you know, well, you do, you do need to, I see, I see what he, he was just trying to be honest with you by telling you that you need to lose weight and you got all out of pocket just like you're doing now. You know, they'll use that as an example. Like that didn't have shit to do with it. You weren't even talking about food. You know, you were talking about the fact that you had to get out there and change the goddamn flat tire because he didn't know how to change one, you know, and some kind of way he didn't got you all the way on the subject of being fat and eating three Sundays for dessert after y'all finish y'all meal at the restaurant, you know, some shit like that, you know, just throwing it back at, back at you. So, yeah, I mean, there's no, there's really no need to tell somebody every single thing you've ever done in life. Everything is not something that that person needs to know. They're like, I was just pouring my heart out to him. Well, you know what? I hope that that part of your heart don't come back to bite you one day, you know, because maybe you said too much. But like I say, let people be known more through their actions. And the same way you do, when you get with people, watch their actions, their behaviors, and see if they're consistent with the things that they say. 
You know, I'm always curious to see how people treat other people who they don't have to, you know, who, who don't matter to them. Put it like that. People who they're not like intimately involved with and stuff like that. It's always interesting, you know, to see that. And, you know, and for y'all, you know what? This is out of the way. But I'm going to say this. To y'all mamas that be coddling them boys, y'all need to stop that shit. Because when y'all do that, other people end up having to deal with the bullshit. Because them boys grow up, or they come into, in, well, they grow up, and they start to look like men, but they still be those coddled, little, spoiled, self-entitled boys that, you know, that y'all bought up, that y'all let get away with every damn thing that you didn't make accountable to nothing. And they be some of the main ones that'll be like a little bitch, you know, when something happens, you know, they want to throw your past in your face and stuff. You know, my thing is you would throw all of my past in my face that you want, that you know about. I don't give a damn because, you know, I've already made peace with that. But I understand that some people have not. You know, and that's still like a raw thing for them. It's a really sensitive subject. And then when you have somebody who throw it in your face, who's supposed to care about what happens to you, you know, they're supposed to value you and shit. You know, you don't value somebody if you intentionally want to hurt them. If you want to bring hurt to them, then, I mean, you got to think about what value means to you. I know that different words have can have multiple definitions, but, I mean, value is fucking value. You know, respect is fucking respect. You know, and when people start talking to you any kind of way and saying anything to you, then, I mean, you know, now, if you saying silly shit all the time and you getting silly shit said back to you, but then that's, again, I mean, maybe y'all shouldn't be together anyway. And again, y'all know, I keep saying again, because again, y'all know there's a lot of people out there who should not be together. They really should not be together. How they ended up together is a fucking, I don't know, fucking, it's not a miracle. It just like, wow, just shit happens. This is an example of shit happens because you look at some of the relationships and stuff that you've known people to have over the years or that you've had with certain people. And it's like, how did I not see this train wreck? It said train wreck. And I just walked right past that fucking sign right into it. Like what in the hell was I thinking? But you know, that was just, it was part of your journey. That was a void you, you had. And you get, you got your feel now, you know, that void, uh, hopefully no longer exists for you. When you come out of those type of relationships, it, I, I really hope for you that that void is that where there was a golf, that that golf has been closed in, that there is no opening there for nothing else. No more of that type of bullshit to get up in there, you know, that you've really made peace with that facet or that need or whatever it was in your life. Because when you get to a certain age, certain things that you didn't have coming up, you can't get, you know what I mean? We, cause we don't get do overs. So that's why it's important for us to even make peace with whatever our life is, whatever we have gone through at some point, making peace with it. Uh, you know, uh, in, you know, in some episodes I may, you know, every now and then talk about things that happened when I was coming up, you know, like having, you know, like an abusive stepfather, uh, you, you know, who, you know, was physically abusive, not sexually abusive, but physically abusive. You know, I'm going to talk about stuff like that because those things affected my childhood and those things happened in my formative years. 
so so those things had a lot to do with decisions I made, how I saw life, uh, uh, any uh, mental health issues I may have had to deal with along the way. But eventually, like I said, you know, when I look back on a lot of that stuff today, I've had to find peace with it. I mean, for one, like in the case of my stepfather, you know, he's dead. So there's not a whole lot I could do that would like, say, bring harm to him. I mean, what do you do? A person's dead. So all I can do is, is to help heal myself from that and to move forward and to understand that, um, I'm stronger than that particular pain. And that's not to say that we're stronger than every pain that we experience. You know, we all experience things differently. But that particular one, I'm now able to put it in perspective and use it as a tool of strength in my current journey. And even what I came out of a couple of years ago, you know, that that lesson helped me make the decision that I made to leave. And I've been good with that. I've been really, really good with that. And I, you know, if it was up to me, man, I'd just be sprinkling my good dust everywhere and making everybody, well, everybody who deserves it, because everybody don't deserve it, okay? So, and I just got to be real about that. Everybody don't deserve my good dust. Some people need the dust called the shit dust. They need that sprinkled on them, you know, because like I said, they ain't all good. But in the interview formats that are coming up, the interviews that I'll be doing on the podcast, uh, I'm looking for them to be informative. I'm looking for them to share some of their growth strategies. Of course, there's going to probably be some unplanned laughter. I'm sure there's going to be some wounds that may be rubbed a little raw or reopened, hopefully not too badly. But with the people that I'm going to, you know, bring on to my show, they're going to be real people. And they're not going to all, you know, they're not going to be like, they might not be famous like some of these celebrated people and stuff that y'all know. But you know what? We hear enough from those people. I mean, that's why you got all these other places that that's what they do. They cover celebrities, you know. Well, these are going to be my celebrated people. The people that I bring onto my show are going to be the people that I celebrate for who they are, for the differences that they're making, you know. And especially if they people who, like I said, doing some tangible things. Oh man, those, yeah, those, that's what I'm going to be looking for. But again, they're going to be like your everyday sister and brother. You could be sitting next to those kind of people in traffic. You could be in the grocery store line behind them, in front of them, whatever. But I'm going to bring everyday people on and we're going to take these stories that these everyday people have and we're going to give you food for thought behind them. So that's all I've got for now. I'm going to go ahead and get off of this talk box. This is Nandi. Thanks for hanging out with me. You've just listened to the Code Name Sister podcast with Nandi.